This week on Erotic Awakening, military style relationships, hypno kink, and tentacles from heaven. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Patron supporters receive a free version of the audiobook Polyamory Toolkit, as well as early access to the podcast, free books, exclusive chats, and other content. Check out all the options at eroticawakening.com. And back here to our latest supporter, Jim. Awesome. Thank you, Jim. Cool. And here we go. I almost messed up because the end of the words were cut off. Oh, yes. years, and I should know this by heart. You, you should know this by heart. <laughs> Podcast for 14 years. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. So last week, we did a show, part one, on our journey of managing multiple power exchange relationships. And it was really from your perspective. Right. And we got a lot of great feedback. We will be recording shortly another show about managing multiple power exchange relationships from my perspective. Mm -hmm. And we might even do another show after that to get some other people's perspectives. And maybe even more of ours. And even maybe even more of ours. I know you've listened to the show that you talked and you said Mm -hmm. you enjoyed what you said, but you had more more to say. But we will get back to that shortly. And by the way, Don, happy anniversary. Ooh, happy anniversary. We have been in a long-term power exchange relationship for officially um, 22 years, three days days. at the point of recording this. Yes, so. So keep your shit together. You might make it to 23. Mm, That's how that works. (laughs) (laughs) Today on the podcast, we have repeat guests, Trouvere and Chantouse. Thanks for being on the show again. Thank you. Thank you. See, Don was looking at me thinking I was going to screw up Truvere's name. But we <laughs> it's only two seconds. When did we first meet you guys? I remember having a lunch in a Denny's or something somewhere. And we also did Floating World. We, yep, we did Floating, floating World. We drove up to Floating World to meet you guys. Okay. okay. Uh, and then we took you to barbecue dinner. Oh, yeah. I remember that. So you're um, the... But that was, uh, what, 2014, 15? It was the last one. Yeah, I think it was like 14. Okay, yep, that sounds right. And then you guys came to uh, Power Exchange Summit after that and talked to us. Yep. And you've been on the podcast before and didn't learn your lesson, and here you are back again. (laughs) Glutton for punishment. So, Dan, in our new books, Hearts and Collars, we talk about power exchange and different power exchange styles. And I mentioned military-style power exchange. And I come to realize that what I talk about is a ver- is uh, just this light kind of throwaway, don't really get into it sort of thing. But fortunately for us, today on the podcast, we have our guests who are actually experts on military-style relationships. To the point where Katie even points out, well, yeah, I remember Trevere posted something on FetLife some time ago about an in- a complete b- breakdown of how he does the relationships and um, and all of that. And I said, well, I don't like reading. So instead, <laughs> and you could just tell us about it. So let me start off by that's this, the most obvious question. What do you mean by military style relationship? Well, answer number one is always depends. Mm-hmm. So uh, in this case, there are multiple styles of military relationships. 
And one of them does match the way you use the term in the book, which okay. is an authoritarian, uh, top-down, leader-centric model that is what a lot of people think of when they think of military relationships. But I kind of distinguish some. So there's the, the drill instructor model, which is, for me, more like a scene than like a relationship, where there's a lot of shouting and, and uh, often what could be termed humiliation. Uh, but it's very, very authority imbalanced, and it looks that way. So think of Full Metal Jacket and the drill instructor with the brim of the hat up in the guy's face yelling and screaming and calling him maggot and, and so on. That is one way to do it. Um, and, and then from there, I talk about uh, the unit style, which has hierarchy and ranks. Uh, often it's a larger house because it's hard to have a lot of ranks if you only have two people. Um, <laughs> but you have that uh, hierarchy. Somebody's in charge. Often there are people in the middle in charge. So it's more explicit that you can have someone who is dominant to uh, one person and submissive to another or in charge of, in service to, depending on how you want to term that. But I describe like, it as, as sort of a, a unit style relationship. Looks like, like you have middle, a question. Middle management. Like middle management. Yeah, it's exactly like middle yeah. or NCOs or junior officers depending on where you build your rank structure, because there's always somebody in charge, but until you get to the president, you're not ultimately in charge. That's one of the differences in MS style relationships is a lot of times you get to the master and there's nobody above that. Uh, and, and that's a difference. But what we do is what we call special forces, military style relationships. And before anybody gets excited, no, neither of us are SEAL operators or Green Berets or Rangers or anything like that. Um, but we picked it because the Army Special Forces used to have as their primary mission before we got into the direct actions that they do a lot of now, their mission was training people in how to behave, specifically okay. how to conduct uh, a, a guerrilla war. But it was, it's a training mission. Another thing we like about the military, the, the special forces model is everybody on the team, and they describe them as teams, not just units, they're teams. Everybody on the team is an acknowledged expert at their field. So yes, there's somebody in charge, but everybody is highly competent and can be expected to uh, perform independently as well as to follow orders. And we like both of those things. Uh, also, because of that expertise and seniority, there's also a lower degree of formality, which works for us. So those are several different kinds of military-style relationships, including one uh, that matches the way you use the term in the book. So, so did you say that there's a lowering of formality? Yes. Because that's not what I would, that's not what I, I generally think of when I think of a military style right. relationship. Well, it's lower as compared to other military styles. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's not necessarily lower than standards of use, uh, but it is lower than a more hierarchical unit. And it's structured. 
So for what you've built in your household, what is, what is the background that you used to create what you're doing for yourself? Then you want to talk about this? You want um, so for background, um, Chantus grew up as a military dependent. Her father was in the Air Force, so she did that traveling. Um, I was in the Marine Reserve and then in the National Guard and then in the Army. Uh, so total of 16 years, I was in the Army when we met, when we married. Uh, she worked as a civilian for the Army and now for the Marine Corps. So we use it because it's a paradigm we're kind of comfortable with. And it provides a whole bunch of good ways to organize information. And so one of, one of the classes that we teach is military tools for relationships. And it's not about military structure. It's about organizing data and having, for example, operation orders and SOPs and -hmm. things that say, uh, SOP, this is the way we do things normally. This is how we behave. Operations order. We're going to a conference. This is who's getting the tickets. This is who's making the hotel arrangements. This is all of those pieces, how we're traveling, what we're packing, all of that stuff in one place. So organizing data. Yeah. That's a fetish. (laughs) Yes, it is. So like one of the things that he'll do is he'll give me my letter of instruction, my LOI, and it has enough information in there that I can take whatever it is that we're doing whether it's a conference or even in just a regular event and plan from that. So for example, he'll usually tell us how we're traveling, but then I have to look at like where we have stops, if we're stopping, if we're driving, um, plotting out, if we're going to a restaurant, he usually will book the hotel, but I put on all of the addresses and things like that. We actually do a formalized piece. So it's all written out. And he gets to finalize all of that, but it takes account into everything as to what the weather's going to be for each day, what our outfits are going to be for each day, whether or not we have to change them, um, what snacks we're going to include. Um, So that all gets reviewed before we actually start packing anything. And, um, And then we go from there. But I mean, that's part of the planning and logistical process that we yeah, and, and you're right. Planning is a fetish show on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking before the recording started, talking about organizational tools like Evernote and Notion yeah. and yeah, yeah, and so on. Um, we also have a class on uh, bionic relationships, using technology to organize things. Organization is definitely one of our. Uh, focus areas. I like being in charge and she likes having things organized. So there we go. That means that that's another extension of the the way things work is uh, you can think of this as the uh, commander and the executive officer. So the commander or the commander and the staff, depending on how many people are included. Uh, I say, I want to go to this event. It's on these days. This is how we're traveling planet and then she being competent and capable on her own builds out the plan and presents it to me and i say yes 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 no we're going to do this instead <laughs> yes 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 
and then we go from there. So that's the the back and forth, and and there's not a lot of yelling and screaming. That's not really our style, <laughs> but uh, but but there is that back and forth and that planning and and direction. So Gentus, I know from my time in the military that one of the things I would not say the military is is flexible. It feels like what you're describing is fairly rigid. Do you ever miss the opportunity to, you know what, you've told me you want to go to Texas. How about if I just pick what shirts we wear and how about if I just start taking care of some of the stuff? And and the part two of that question is going to be for you, Trover, is that's a lot of oversight that you have to do. So let me let me come back to that. But let me start with you, Shantus. Do you feel like it is just, it's a, it does the micromanagement feel oppressive? I don't see it as micromanagement quite often. He gives me enough information that I lay everything out and it's a matter of, I mean, usually he'll give me a paragraph that has maybe two to three sentences on here's my intent. So that's commander's intent behind that. And then I will lay everything out on this is this answers all of the questions. So if we're gone for four days, uh, what time are we leaving? I put that in there unless he's dictated what time we're leaving. Um, quite often he does not, but we usually leave within five minutes of, of designated time. We're usually pretty good about that. Um, he packs the car. That's the only thing I don't do if we're going by car. I pack the suitcases, but he packs the car because there's an art to that. <laughs> so, um, but then I'll lay everything out in terms of what the typical day will look like for those four days. So for example, if it's a conference, the conference is going to include, um, what, what classes he's attending, what classes I'm attending, or if we're attending them together, what times those are. So you can see them scheduled next to each other and whether or not there's a break. Quite often, um, as I'm just putting a piece together, I will go and ask him, I noticed that we don't have a class here. Do you want to schedule a nap? Um, sometimes he wants to do other different kinds of things. He'll say, no, I just didn't put this on here. Let's do this class instead. It just depends. But it's a matter of I I make the decisions from the information he's given me. I'm laying all of that out. The only thing I do is I give it to him and he says, yep, that's good. He may change one or two things, but usually um, final review is, yep, it looks good to me. And I so I don't see that as micromanaging because it's a matter of here's the task, get it done. I don't care. I just want to see it. I have final approval. So if he wants to change something, he can. And okay, does. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of seeing it as layers. Absolutely. There's a piece added to it. Now here's a piece that might get added to it as well. And so it 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 thrills me. I get little I get a little Twitter pated with it and and some some chills with the whole idea. Wouldn't work for us because Dan would as soon as we got there, things would change. Or how we got there, he might take a left instead of a right. Because <laughs> he, he likes to, to, to do things on the spur of the moment. Yeah. 
So, so same question. The other side of the question, and maybe it's not the same question, Trovera, but sometimes I like to tell Don um, to go get me a sandwich. Or, and this is, right. you know, well, uh, just as an example, and she'll say, oh, okay, great. Do you want it on white bread or wheat? Do you want a ham sandwich? I've got some lovely chicken salad. And I'll say, I don't want options. I want service. Right. So do you ever get that opportunity to just say, I want to go to Texas. I don't want to make all the decisions, right? I, you know, yep. I don't want to go to Texas. You make it happen. I have my focus elsewhere. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, the way things work for us, I work at home. I have more flexibility in terms of getting online and, and planning stuff, whereas she works for the military in an office. So a lot of that I will do because it's easier for me of perspective. And then I can also say, yeah, I, I changed my mind. So for example, uh, uh, menu planning, I don't want, don't ask me what I want for dinner. Because if I, if you ask me what I want for dinner, I want a hamburger, I want a cheese, I want things that I'm not supposed to be eating. And there's a very lim limited set of things that I'll come up with on my own if you ask mm -hmm. me. So I say, here are the constraints. We're on this kind of diet. These are the things that are allowed. These are the things that are not allowed. You know what I like. You know what I don't like. Plan us a menu. Uh -huh. And I get to approve the menu, but I don't do the day-to-day the, the -day work. And I also have uh, that I'm allowed to arbitrarily change the menu at least once a week. And okay. Limited to once a week to keep from driving her crazy. <laughs> because having planned food and fond food and stuff, and then have somebody say, Yeah, no, never mind. Hmm. I can do that, but I am cautious about doing it too often. He does occasionally do that, yes. Which <laughs> I just, okay, well, we're adjusting the menu, and that's what we're having tomorrow then. So, right. What do you, do you, I, if I remember correctly, when we talked before, and I don't remember if this is true or not, are do you guys identify as monogamous? No. Okay. So do you, do you currently have other people within this structure? We do not currently have other people. We had another person. Um, we were in fact, uh, at the time that y'all shut down hearts and collars, she was on her way to the house for us to go to hearts and collars. Um, oh, yeah. Right. And, but. She worked for the fire department. My parents were here in the house. Both of them are cancer survivors. So, and this was very near the beginning of that relationship. And we couldn't maintain the, the connection over the mm -hmm. two years of separation. So but if we expanded that and we suggested, okay, let's say the, the relationship does have a little more legs to it. Yeah. What is that? Where Where is your rank in that, Sean? Are you now a uh, a sergeant to a corporal or are you a pair of privates? I, I never thought of it in terms of the rank per se, but as a mentor. So for okay. example, during that time frame, one of the things when she would come over and she would assist in with the house stuff, um, that was the first time that I'd shared a kitchen. And that was an interesting phenomena that I hadn't realized that I had associated with it's my kitchen. Mm -hmm. So 
mentoring her through that. And she was very understanding. It was very much a two-way street on, this is a first for me. And. Yeah, and we it, all, it we all know that technically it's my kitchen. Yes, it's technically but his emotionally kitchen. It's her it's my kitchen. kitchen. Yeah, right. so it was it was a thing to have to to think about and deal with why am I feeling like that and get past that because it had nothing to do with her. It had to do with me. So we did have conversations about that. And then once it, we were past that, it was it was fine. Um and then uh allowing her to do some of the things that I associated with my task and opening up. Yeah. So well, we've heard you talk about that before. No? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But so there was a, in terms of rank, yeah. I'm the commander. She's the executive officer. Okay. Uh, in this particular relationship, she was the colonel because the person we were with was already a captain by profession. So, okay. So we couldn't go back to sergeants and stuff like that. Right. Uh, so. So that's technically that's her rank. Is currently, which I like. <laughs> so, um, so benefits. I mean, you guys have the background, you have the structure, you know what works for you. So, obviously, there's a lot of benefit there. But what else has happened that has been a benefit of using this style? I mean, it's not like it's something you're used to, right? So that's the the big benefit. Yeah. But but what else? What else feeds you with this sort of of relationship style? Well, for me personally, I think it's because of the structure that's set in there. There's less friction because I I know he has final say, and that's not a big deal. He so I have to do my best and giving him the plan or whatever is going to work. So that I don't have to stress for it, for him to say no and have to come up with something else. And he doesn't have to stress where he has to make a different decision. I've tried to do what's going to be the most either effective or best, whatever we've outlined for that. And, and go from there. And we do have kind of, I, I, I'll say I, do kind of have a finish for organizing things and planning things setting up structure. So that's why on life, I have a whole series of writings for why did we pick this? How does it work? Uh, talking about as we expand the relationship, if we get to do that some more, we have, um, are, are you familiar with the SAS, the Special Air Service, British Special Forces? Yeah. Only that they, they have, uh, the, the 22nd and 23rd regiments and the 22nd is their active duty regiment. And the 23rd is their reserves. They call them territorial regiments. Um, so within our regiment, which is currently the two of us was up to three for a little while, a very small regiment. Um, but we have the notion of, uh, the active duty people who are co-resident. So ideally what we would end up with is. Uh, maybe another person who is intimate and and closed within this group. So, mm -hmm. um, Ali Fidelitas. Okay. Uh, but that's the active duty component. But we may have people, so this, this captain 
has a farm, has horses, has other responsibilities, will never be able to live with us because we have asthma and allergies and those do not correspond well with horses. And right. he's going to tell somebody to get rid of their horses. Um, you, theoretically, I could, but that would be foolish. <laughs> um, it's like, yes, I get to make the decision, but I have to live with the consequences of that decision. Exactly. exactly. Um, so that's the concept of a reservist who's in service when, they're, when we're together and provide some service remotely. And then you have service people who do a task but aren't necessarily in an emotional relationship or even a power exchange relationship. They're just support personnel. We'll do something exchange for something else. Could be money, could be time, could be coaching. But so we have that notion of the different separations of responsibilities and should this uh, continue to grow. Awesome. Okay. I cool. like having names and structure and boxes yeah, sometimes because we have relationships like that with other people, right? But we don't have the the labels and the and the things and mm -hmm. the, yeah. So that's that's kind of neat. I like that. Well, so one more question for you, if you don't mind, uh, and this is going to be a softball one, I bet. But <laughs> it really does come to mind that now softball it, instead of pickleball, perhaps. Okay. Now stick with me on this one. I know um, more than one male submissive who. At work, he's a power executive and he's making all the decisions. And the reason that he's a male submissive is to take a break from all that and to get an opportunity to be something different. Um, I know a lot of people talk about the, the uh, a business style of power exchange. Well, yep. I don't want to do that because I live, I do eight hours a day in the business world. Last thing I want to do is be a manager all day. And then come home and then be a manager, especially if I'm not getting paid for it. So do you feel like, do you ever learn, go like, wow, okay, I'm going to go off to my military job and I'll work for the military all day. So, oh boy, I'm finally off work. I got to go home and be all military and shit. Or is that not a thing at all? Is that just something that uh, I think would be a challenge? I don't see it like that. And I get rewarded every time I come home to him. Nice. So I don't view it in the same way at all. I'm doing things for him that he's asked and sometimes that he hasn't asked, but he's expressed an opinion about it. So he'll get it. But, um, but that's, that's part of my reward and for, for that. It, it's him doing service. Yeah. Right. So a different, a di so same structure kind Ish. of but different experience because it's a different energy right right what anyway yeah very much so and um sort of an extension to that uh we are the 22nd master slave special forces regiment fences own um because we do medieval reenact i'm already a knight Right, nice. sir. I'm used to people calling me sir. Uh, sure. Well, uh, in that same group, there are masters. So we had to really look for a term that worked for us 
So we ended up with the Prince. I, I am her Prince. Uh, okay. And she is my beauty. And if you remember the John Carter Mars books. Sure. Okay. So. I remember the movie, but that's the choice. Yeah. We're not talking about the movie. We <laughs> man, movie didn't exist. But uh, if you remember, my princess is a very different context from my from princess right there's a much more personal even intimate relationship associated with that and as a result of that uh that nobility the way uh instead of just swearing an oath of enlistment as i do solemnly swear or affirm to support and uphold the constitution of the united states we have an oath of fealty which goes in both directions Nice. So it's a personal relationship with your commander and a personal obligation from the commander. Very cool. So we have I, that bi-directional piece. Nice. I, I know you've done a ton of writing about this, Trevere. Where can people find uh, these writings? Uh, the easiest place to find them is on Like I am trevere dash dash Ooh. <laughs> um, so we'll put that in the show notes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and Chantus Labelle, uh, I write way more than she does. <laughs> that is very true. Very cool. Uh, thanks, guys. Very much appreciated. We'll put that, those links in the show notes and hang out uncomfortably with us for a minute while we wrap this thing up. Um, Don, as you know, I used to be in the military and I got to travel all over. Actually, I barely traveled at all. It was very strange. But now that I'm out of the military, I get to go to Maryland, Texas, Toronto, Pennsylvania, Detroit, Kansas City, and more. So keep up with all of our events, book news and discounts, and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. Marches, Marches should be coming out soon. I had to wait for things to settle down. And get your EA shout out, like Sarah from Texas. Bill from Virginia. Carol from Oklahoma. Spring from Michigan. And Joanie from Virginia. Oh, is it Joanie? No, it is Joanie. You're right, from Virginia. So head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. So, Don, um, as it happens, I have started a couple of new interests. I've talked a little bit on the show about my studying about chemical play and i've just barely gotten started on that and we hey me but you did really good you got me over my fear of cinnamon oil after our 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 <laughs> attempt 20 some years ago <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear that because our first foray into cinnamon oil i kind it was of disastrous uh, yeah. well even most and then more recently, oh, more recently. Okay. there was still a, a, a slight mistake there but we'll fix that I just blew on it. You, you, you survived that. You survived the other things I've done so far. Yes. Um, the, but the other one that I've been looking into lately is hypno king. And we have really, I personally had a variety of opinion, opinions about hypno king. Same here. I don't have too much to say about it yet because I've just got a mentor. I've just started a class over at, um, hypno story.love and i'll put that link out there in case anybody wants to take that course with me i've just gotten started on that coming in a couple of weeks we'll actually get somebody who's been doing 
hypno kink for over 20 years to be on the show. And you could ask them, how dare you do something no non-consensual or whatever oh, it is that you're going to ask. But that's going to be my question. So, and I know lots of people do it. So I am I'm not suggesting that it is truly non-consensual. That's just one of the things that I know my thoughts going to ask. About. So cool. Awesome. I get a chance to ask. And the nice thing is because I'm studying chemical play, you're studying chemical play, or at least you're bottoming for it. I am. Because well, I'm studying hypno kink, you will be bottoming for hypno kink. That is true. That is true. I guess I get to try it out. Shane Tews, do you do anything with chemical play? Have you ever been figged? I have not. I have not. No. Okay. I haven't. Really modern seen. chemical play was me accidentally uh, tiger bombing my testes. <laughs> Important um, safety tip don't get tiger bomb on your inner thigh and then sleep in a kilt. <laughs> Good advice. I'm saving that one. If we ever teach a class on chemical play, I'm going to use that one. <laughs> well, that's uh, not a whole lot else going on. Uh, well, the only, um, we do have some tentacles. And, and Travera is usually the one that sends you food on boobs. So I ha haven't seen anything recently, but uh, the Little Red Riding Hood picks are, are amazing. Travera, by the way, <laughs> for those of us on the uh, Discord, uh, Trevor is a, I don't know, he's our top poster of cool stuff, but he's certainly trying. You got a lot of good that stuff is, on That here. is pretty up there. So, um, now I do have a couple of tentacles on here and I don't know that I've caught up. Dan and I have been really busy over the last two weeks trying to figure out where we're going to be living. Um, but I did get a grinding tentacle. This is another one of these grinding tentacles somebody sent me. Mm -hmm. So it's like a, um, it's, it's like a, flat tentacle with a ridge okay so it's not to be fucked with it's to lay on top of the mound and then you grind it into oh the that kind of grinding yeah gotcha. so that kind of grinding <laughs> so i did get a picture of that i was picturing was some a, kind of mortar and pistols no sort of no no kind of like yeah you put it on the mound and okay. kind, of, kind of grind the the, the clip and then um, Pirate is always sending me, and he's also on our Discord. Absolutely. But he usually sends me pictures through Instagram. So more tentacle porn. And then I just went on to Discord, onto our Not Safe for Work channel. Uh -huh. And there's a bit on there. There's some hot stuff well, <laughs> that's not we, necessarily tentacle. We will be catching <laughs> up with that, uh, as well as some funny memes, which is one of the areas. You know what I'm surprised that I like is the people's, Pets pictures. Oh, you made a channel for people's pets. And oh, it's so cute. We have so many podcast listeners that are sending us pictures of that. And then um, I just had you create a healthy Kinksters channel. Yes. On our Discord. So we're just starting to talk about that like today. So that's been pretty cool. And then one more thing I want to mention real quickly. We would, uh, recently we were in San Diego presenting for San Diego Mast. We had a fantastic time. They Absolutely. are wonderful hosts. If you're in the San Diego area and you're looking for a power exchange group, I would highly recommend checking them out. Um, but on the way back, every television show I've ever seen about California has what? Southern California, sun. Sun. Sun and surf and sand. And yes. Southern California. So sun, surf, sand. We had the other S, snow. So. We literally could not get from California to Arizona 
because of a snowstorm. The mountain pass was closed, so yeah. we had to drive through yeah. snow. Well, at least it wasn't the Donner Party. <laughs> <laughs> that was California, too. Yep. That's, oh, that's the God. way to have a, a positive attitude. Here we go. Know that. <laughs> Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us about the podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us on FitLife as Dan and Dawn. We're Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Or use the links on the Erotic Awakening website, Facebook, and Discord. Or just mail us at Dan and Dawn at Erotic Awakening. Bye, Dan. Hey, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Bye. Bye. <laughs>